Okay, and welcome to another episode of the Millennial Health Podcast. I'm Dr. J. Sheree Allen, a board-certified family medicine physician who's passionate about the health of my fellow millennials. I know we're booked and busy, but your first wealth is your health. So I'm taking some of my most important health messages and bringing them here to you on this podcast. So before launching this podcast, I wanted to learn a little more about the health issues that are affecting us as millennials. So I wanted to talk about a pretty interesting report that I came across from Blue Cross Blue Shield that was published last year in 2019. So uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield, I think we think of it uh, as like a health insurance company, you know, is probably what comes to mind. But it's actually 36 independent and locally operated companies together underneath that umbrella. And they provide health insurance coverage for one in three Americans. They also have a major federal employee program as well. So the information they have access to is quite significant. But I'm more concerned with our health, right, as millennials. And they actually had a report that looked a little more at our current health. And so those of us born between 1981 and 1996, right, are considered millennials. And so this report, which I will have in my show notes entitled The Health of Millennials, talked a little about the top 10 health conditions that they found. So they reported on 55 million commercially insured millennials. I think there are around 70 plus millennials in the United States, or at least they were around the time that the study was done in 2017 and then published in 2019. So there are about 20 million of us that aren't being accounted for. Um, And that's just from data that's available, right? So we have to think of people who haven't been counted in the census. We also have to think of those of us who aren't commercially insured, right? This only looked at information from commercially insured millennials. Uh, Those of us who uh, utilize uh, DPCs or direct primary care clinics, which are becoming increasingly popular. So we do have to take into account that this information, it does not represent all of us, but it's a pretty decent starting point. So I at least wanted to look into what that said and share some of the findings with you. So there is a health index used by Blue Cross Blue Shield. And from this index, it said millennials as a group were living at about 95% of their optimal health, which on first glance looks really good. But then you take a deeper dive into what their report has found. And so Older millennials, so those 34 to 36, have a higher prevalence rates for nearly all of the top 10 conditions than our Gen Xers did when they were in that same age range, which is pretty significant, you know, Um, because now younger generations are facing health challenges at earlier ages than previous generations did. 
And they found that the major decline in health on average begins around age 27 or so is what they were able to find. So of the top 10 conditions, six are behavioral health conditions and four are physical health conditions. And so we'll go through uh, quite a few of these, but I think they are worthy of their own podcast episode, actually. And so my next podcast episode is going to be on depression because it is number one on this list. So the conditions were ranked by adverse health impact, okay? So number one, major depression. This is quite significant, guys. And I'll talk a little more about this in my next podcast too because depression has now been declared the leading cause of disability worldwide by the World Health Organization. And it's now a major contributor to the overall global burden of disease. You know, some of the stigma that is attached to mental health issues, I think, are sometimes wrongfully uh, oversimplified and, you know, attributed to certain groups or uh, people who live in certain countries or who are, you know, who are afforded certain privileges. And that's not true. That's absolutely untrue. And so I really love the effort that the World Health Organization is making to draw attention to this on a global scale. Over 264 million people of all ages suffer from depression worldwide. These are significant numbers. And though depression, you know, it's different from your usual mood fluctuations or your short-lived emotional responses to just challenges, you know, in everyday life. We're talking about, you know, when long-lasting um, effects come into play here, you know, at moderate or severe intensity, depression truly does become a serious health condition. It affects your ability to function at work, to function at school, to function in your family, and at its worst, you know, can lead to suicide. There are over 800,000 people who lose their lives each year to suicide, you know, and even age group, I think 15 to 29 uh, years of age, suicide is now the leading, the second leading cause of death of people in that age group, you know, and the tail end of that are millennials. And so this is extremely important. There goes number one. We're dedicating a whole episode to that. Um, next week, because I think this is absolutely important and something we need to be talking a little more about. Every conversation does just a little to move the needle in the right direction, to get people more comfortable expressing their emotions, talking about their feelings. And even those who've battled depression in the past and have gone into remission and are now doing extremely well, it also gives them a little more permission to speak honestly about their struggles and share their triumphs with others. So there goes number one on that list. So number two, substance use disorder. 
This is definitely a big one too. And this includes like the opioid crisis for sure, which I hope you all have heard a lot about. I know uh, this administration is currently doing a lot to draw awareness to this issue. And we continue to see this in in practice. And I know certainly among uh, our fellow millennials, this is a major, a major issue. So substance use disorder. Number three, alcohol use disorder is still high on the list, guys. I think in at least the last, you know, two to three years, Alcohol has taken a backseat in terms of being in the media or people talking about it as much because of the opioid crisis. But I certainly don't want us to forget about the damage done to our bodies, right, by alcohol use disorder or even to our uh, children, right, before they're even born by moms who drink during pregnancy, So then that brings us to number four, which was hypertension. Like this is, this is real guys. This too is totally going to get an episode of its own because believe it or not, we are not too young to have high blood pressure. (laughs) Like we absolutely are not. And it's a real thing. There are true consequences, right? To untreated hypertension, for a number of years, totally worthy of its own episode. We'll talk about this. But I always encourage uh, not just millennials, but everyone to establish a relationship with a local physician. You need a primary care physician in your life, okay? When you go in for your visit, whether that's annually or even if you're sick and you need to see someone, A few things will be done during the rooming process of your visit. One of those things is your blood pressure will be checked. You need to have a ballpark idea of what your blood pressure looks like, right? Uh, If it's in the 120s, it's typically the 130s. If you're in the 140s and above, that is too high. Um, But your doctor can give you the number that is ideal for you, all right? So whether you have chronic kidney disease or type 2 diabetes or, you know, depending on your history, uh, the goal changes slightly. And so it's extremely important to talk to your doctor about what your goal blood pressure should be. But certainly an important number to know. If you even just want to start somewhere, most grocery stores and most pharmacies actually have a blood pressure machine. Not the greatest, not the best, right? It's one cuff size. And the cuff size actually does need to correlate with your size. So it's not the most accurate, but it's a starting point. So if you have never been to the doctor, you don't know what your blood pressure looks like, the next time you go to the supermarket or you go to the pharmacy, just check it out. So your arm should be exposed. So don't take it with like a big coat. I know it's winter at the time that I'm recording and releasing this podcast. So you gotta get your hand out of that coat. Please ensure that your feet are touching the ground, so no crisscrossed legs, and then you shouldn't be talking to someone while your blood pressure is being checked, right? So at least check that out. It's a decent place to to start, but 
for sure follow up with your doctor. Then number five on this list, guys, is hyperactivity. This is quite significant. I didn't I didn't expect to see this one so high on the list, actually, for um, millennials. So I am totally going to do some more digging into this one. And we'll talk about this one for sure. Then uh, number six, psychotic conditions. And so it looks like they then lumped the remainder of um, mental health conditions with uh, psychotic features into uh, one umbrella and call that number six, psychotic conditions. That will break apart a little too. You know, I think depression and generalized anxiety disorder, rightfully so, get a lot of uh, publicity when we talk about the umbrella of mental health because they are the most common conditions. But there are quite a few other conditions that are under that mental health umbrella that I think we don't talk enough about. And so I'll try to do my part to ensure that we have more of those conversations as well. Then number seven, so this is starting to go uh, more into the physical conditions now. So Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis. So these are inflammatory bowel diseases and so patients who have these, you you know you have these, you have established relationships with either your primary care uh, physician or a gastroenterologist who's helping to manage this. And this, by the way, is very different from IBS, right? We talk about IBS all the time, irritable bowel syndrome. That's very different from an inflammatory uh, bowel disease, Okay. And so then moving on to the list here, they have high cholesterol as number eight. Guys, we've got to work on these cholesterol levels here. So another good reason to establish care with a physician right, who manages your general health, because one of the things they'll check for you is uh, your cholesterol. And so a cholesterol, or what we call a lipid panel, will include quite a few numbers, actually. And at our age, um, most of us don't need this annually or every two years. So definitely important to check in with your doctor to figure out the appropriate frequency of testing um, for you. But you at least want to know what these numbers look like at ballpark. So there'll be a total cholesterol. Then you'll have a triglycerides. Then you'll have the LDL. So that's the one we typically call the bad cholesterol. And then you have the HDL. And that's the one that's typically referred to as your good cholesterol. Right? So it's a good idea to see where your numbers kind of stand just in conjunction with advice from your personal physician. Then, guys, number nine, tobacco use disorder. Quit smoking, quit smoking, quit smoking, quit smoking. <laughs> I can't say that one enough. Quit smoking. 
honestly, it's like keeping your body in just this like constant state of inflammation. I mean, we're learning so much more now about um, many of these major diseases that affect us, you know, later in life and how inflammation contributes to these diseases. And not to mention, you know, the cancers that we already know about, esophageal cancer and lung cancer and bladder. Oh, yeah, that's another thing, too. You know, I it's not just lung cancer that cigarette use, you know, contributes to. There's so many other cancers. One that I've found people have a hard time believing is like cancer of the bladder, believe it or not. Yeah. So cigarettes are not your friends. They're not your friends. Um, secondhand smoke is also quite dangerous. So be wary of that. I know sometimes I get a lot of the, oh, but I don't smoke inside the house or I don't smoke around my kids or I don't, you know, that smoke sticks to your clothing and you bring that into the house with you. Okay. So let's quit smoking. Then, you know, in recent months, vaping has also become quite an issue. It's not on this list here, but certainly another thing that I hope we've all gotten the memo now to please, 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 please uh, stop vaping. There's just so much that is unknown. You know, there's a lot that's known and there's some awesome doctors out there who've put out really great videos explaining a lot of this. Uh, the CDC has awesome information out there. If you guys still want me to talk about vaping, I'm more than willing to. But there's still so much that's just unknown, right? Because of the time that this has uh, been studied. So please, 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 please uh, quit vaping. All right. Then number 10 on this list. I wonder what you guys think number 10 is on this list. I I think by the time I got to the end of the list, I had a strong suspicion of what number 10 was because I didn't see it on the list yet. And just from clinical practice, I knew this one was in the top 10. Guys, this is type 2 diabetes. Type 2 diabetes. I was expecting them to at least put like pre-diabetes or something, but nope, they said type 2 diabetes. So this too will also be its own episode. Guys, we have to watch our level of physical activity and we have to be mindful of the food that we are putting in our bodies, right? These are two major, major, major contributors to us developing type 2 diabetes. And guys, this is millennials, right? So, I mean, we're only looking at people here born between all this, this top 10 list. It's only for people born between 1981 and 1996. Like we are young guys. We're still really young. So I really want to help us to do our part to reverse some of these trends as much as we possibly can. But before, right, anything can be changed. It has to be faced. These diseases and everything else in life, you know? So at least we have an idea of some of the major issues affecting us. I did say before, and I'll say again, right? This is not a perfect list. This is from people who are commercially insured. I mean, there's so many of us who aren't 
commercially insured. So many of us weren't accounted for um, in this data. So I do acknowledge the flaws with this information, but just as a place to start, right? So just quick recap, uh, top 10 uh, conditions affecting millennials and their health ranked by adverse health impact, major depression, substance use disorder, alcohol use disorder, hypertension, hyperactivity, psychotic conditions, Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis, high cholesterol, tobacco use disorder, and type 2 diabetes. So guys, we can totally, totally work on changing these. So let's start with uh, depression because six out of these 10 were behavioral health conditions, right? Affecting our mental health and our emotional well-being. So let's tackle number one on the list next week. All right. So thank you all so much for joining me today just to review these top 10 conditions affecting our health. You know, my goal is to share some valuable information and draw awareness to some important health issues. But I encourage you to please consult your physician for personalized medical advice. I do, however, hope this information was beneficial to you. And if so, please subscribe and share with your friends. If you have questions or comments, feel free to reach out on Instagram at your fave doctor friend. You know, I dabble on Twitter and Facebook, but really I'm on Instagram. All right. Bye, guys. We'll talk about depression next week.